Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me, as always, is my very talented friend. She is my favorite spice that's oh so nice, the mixtress DC Gina. People that know me might not say I'm that nice. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little spice in there. Yeah. Can't be too bland. You keep people guessing. (laughs) So, Gina, later tonight, we're at dinner. You might grind a bit of this on your Caesar salad or use a little bit to perk up your steak. But did you know that the common pepper we use, basically with not much thought at all, um, was um, so valuable at one point, you could use it to pay your rent? Really? Yeah, yeah. And it it was common for a lot of things, like pepper, along with other spices like cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg. Um, It was such a hot commodity five centuries ago, five centuries ago, five centuries ago, easy for me to say, that it drove nations, of course, to sail across vast oceans in hopes of finding new routes to uh, the spice-rich Orient um, and uh, made many, many merchants rich. But it also helped establish, this is what gets kind of crazy to think about, that it actually established like vast empires um, and revealed an entire continent that the Europeans at that point in time didn't even know existed because all in that search of those spices. I, I get you. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cocktails that were invented on those roads. <laughs> it's true. I believe it. I believe it. all the spice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what's funny is um, they actually, I was reading, of course, doing research for this and found that some historians actually argue that the spice trade may actually be the marker for the beginning of our modern age. And it's so crazy. It's something that we just take advantage of. Like, you don't even think much about, like, your spice rack at home. Wow. Some of us in this room, I'm sure, procure all their own spices. Yes, Maybe. yes. I don't, like, shop aisle three at the grocery store for my spices in general. No, no. Yeah. But many do, many do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking, since you already mentioned it, speaking of valuable commodities, let's introduce today's designated drinker, shall we? Yes. She is none other than the co-founder and CEO of Cocktail and Sons, Lauren Meiskoff. Meiserkoff. 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 Please. Tell us who you are. <laughs> I um, did it again, Gina. Again, I screw up the name. It's okay. I do it it's all okay. time. It's a hard one. Uh, hey, hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> my name is Lauren Myerskoff. I am the uh, co-founder and CEO of Cocktail and Sons. I'm a New Orleans native, and I'm very happy to have y'all here. Great. Thank yes. you for having us, for sure. Yeah. And we should tell everybody where we are. Oh, yes. We are at Brennan's today in the beautiful chess room. Very... Uh, eclectic with a boar's head and plaid and beautiful and we're very thankful that we're here yeah like you said it's like the perfect spot to have a cocktail it's a perfect spot to have an important meeting i think oh yeah this is like a powerful room i feel very important here yeah you are important (laughs) (laughs) so tell us tell our listeners a little bit about cocktail and sons and what where did that come from sure you guys do yeah, Cocktail and Sons is a line of all-natural handcrafted syrups for the home commercial bar. Uh, my husband, Max, and I started this company in 2015 uh, when we uh, basically got pregnant and we realized the daycares didn't stay open until 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, between the two of us, we had a collective 22 years of bartending experience when we started this. These are kind of our recipes that we were using behind the bar. Uh, we wanted to convert them and make them easier for everybody else's home bar. So that was the premise that we started with. We wanted to really uh, get people on the home bar front. Uh, and then it kind of translated really well into high volume cocktail. And, you know, sometimes you, you know, you have to have a cocktail program now. Every yeah. place you walk into, they want to see a cocktail list. But sometimes you don't hire the talent. So we kind of have used 
this is a turnkey cocktail system. Awesome. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, thank that. you. Yeah. No, it's so needed in our environment. Oh, my God. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you, you, you start dropping stuff in airports around the world, because like, that would be even better. If I could just get a good cocktail in the airport, that might be the end. <laughs> I would be like, this is it. We're civilized. <laughs> we never leave the airport. Just in general. Like, I feel like flying is such a, um, a privileged thing to do, and then you go there, and you're, like, overwhelmed with really bad things. And you're stuck there for two, three hours sometimes. Mm, it's stressful. Yeah. yeah, and you want to get like a mar- like I don't know anything, anything an old fashioned, and like they like just look at you like white, and you're like yeah okay. I want to retire to an airport That's, bar. Yeah, no, I no just like uh, go live in an airport. I'm pretty sure you can do it. Nobody would even notice. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, I just kind of like want to retire and go live in an airport. I must say, I've great. never heard that before. <laughs> get away with being there further beyond you. Sometimes they have showers there. Yeah. You know, they have lockers for your stuff. I think I could live there for quite a while. <laughs> and then when they find out about me, I just pick up my stuff and move to the next airport. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Um, how can you do that with a kid? That's what I like. That's how you hide her. <laughs> well, she could just fly in and see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't matter what time she landed. <laughs> right. I'm always there. <laughs> I'm taking to my pantry. Can I get you some goobers or something? <laughs> you get a massage. Right. Yeah. Go eat at like Chick-fil-A or something while I'm waiting for her. It's perfect. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, I will say I've never heard anyone say that they wanted to live in an airport. <laughs> right. it's funny. It's so funny. I love it. So tell us a little bit about um, your what you brought us today. Oh, so we yeah. can jump right in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have a, a line that we call the Core Four, which are the four syrups that we make year-round. And that's our mint and lemon verbena, oleosaccharum, honeysuckle and peppercorns, and uh, spiced demerara. And then we have our seasonal right now, which is our watermelon and Thai basil syrup. Oh, I can't wait to try that. Oh, yeah. they're great. So uh, you want to start tasting? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is so much fun. Which way should we start, though? Uh, mildest to wildest, so start with the mint. Okay. And then uh, I'll arrange it for you. Okay. There you go. Look, you almost had it. Perfect. That's perfect. It's done. Okay. So it's just like a little bit in the syrup, so it's like a dip. Yep. He's kind of put a little in there. Yeah, these are not one-to-one syrups. Um, So the mint and lemon verbena is two different kinds of mint with a wild lemon verbena and a touch of wormwood in the back. Mm Uh, so that's your, you know, mojitos and your juleps, uh, Southside smashes. Oh, a Southside of this would be lovely. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It really complements the pepper note as we were talking about before in the gin to bring mm. it full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we'll making that later. Perfect. Thank you for <laughs> that. Uh, and next up, we have the uh, oleosaccharum, which, of course, is Latin for oiled sugar. Uh, it's an extraction method. So we hand peel these oranges and lemons, some of which we get from this grove uh, way down in Belchase. Um, and we let it sit in a bucket of white sugar for a week and let it macerate. And then it pulls all of the oils out. So you get this really fragrant and beautiful sugar. And then with that... We combine it with a cardamom lemongrass ginger tea. Oh, that's a finish, the yeah. tea. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's really good. It's really nice. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, so I- that's yeah, that's your you know, anywhere where you need a little citrus pop. So your Tom Collinses, your daiquiris, uh, I make a really fine Sazerac with that. Ooh. Smart. Yeah. I like the little I like the little zip in a Sazerac when you put that in there. You know, you get to like because I don't think that little lemon peel's doing very much to combat the absence, so <laughs> No. Especially, just kind of amps. Yeah, especially with some of the the, the, the cheaper versions of absinthe that you people use. Oh yeah, it's gross. So when you are um, for each cocktail, mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's a different amount that you would use, like depending on the cocktail you're making. Oh, obviously, this ye- how much of each product you're putting in. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so so I mean, syrup can go as wild ratios depending on what you're doing, or size of the glass, or drink, or whether it's a long drink, whether it's a one ounce, a quarter ounce, a bar spoon. Um, like my Sazeracs are really dry. I only use like a bar spoon of sugar or syrup. And like I keep them like really light, but I also stir them a little bit longer. So a little bit more dilution. Yeah, I think it's Sazeracs are personal cocktails. You kind of make it the way you want to drink them. Definitely. <clears throat> but I mean, you follow, the, you follow the recipe. Traditionally what it is, and then you, I don't know. You have to like you technique it a bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much do you put? I mean, how much would you put in your sazerac? Uh, I put a quarter ounce because I like mine a little bit sweeter because uh, I am southern. Um, <laughs> so, so just so everyone out there understands, a bar spoon and a quarter ounce are so close. They're close, but you can taste the difference. There is a difference. A little yeah, bit mine are going to be a little sweeter than yours. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say like a, um, a bar spoon and. Um, so my equivalent of like to give you guys a perspective is if I did a bar spoon and and you're doing a quarter ounce, then it would be a bar spoon and like a smidgen spoon more of sugar, basically, because <laughs> two bar spoons is technically half an ounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's half of that. It's crazy. I love that you guys just nerded out on spoons. Oh, my God. It's, it's perfect. Such, you have to get the right spoon. It's all about the spoon. If they're not weighted properly, oh my god, I will throw them away. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's pointless. Yeah. It's pointless. Um, yeah. So we uh, we don't want to mess with the viscosity too much either in a cocktail to continue to nerd out. So all of our syrups, uh, the ratios are somewhere between two to one or three to one on the spice demerara. It's more like a four to one um, because we want it to we want it to have that mouth feel on the end. We want you to be able to put it in a cocktail mm. and not feel like you've watered down your cocktail. Ooh. That is so. so floral from the honeysuckle. Oh yeah, you tasted the honeysuckle peppercorn. So that's a, mm. a dried honeysuckle, two different kinds of peppercorn, a black and a smoked green, uh, and a little touch of sage on the back. Oh. Yeah, so my partner Max, uh, he is very into agave. Mm. So, you know, ricias and tequilas and mezcals. We actually went to Oaxaca just to drink mezcal. Um, That sounds like a tough job. When you find a partner (laughs) who works for you, you know, he'll take you to Oaxaca. Um, (laughs) So when we came back, that was uh, one of the things that he wanted to do. He really, he loves agave products. He made that very specifically for his margaritas because we never have triple sec in the house. Yeah. So we're just basically making a sour. And he said, well, if we're going to make a sour, let's make it with something that's going to really bring out those notes that you want to feel and you want to taste in the tequila, right? You want to be able to taste that salinity and you want those grassy notes. So let's make something that's going to complement that. Nice. Yeah, I like 
<clears throat> That's really good. Green peppercorns. What, what did you say? You smoked them? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, they're smoked green peppercorns. <laughs> they're I love crazy, that. but yeah, we get them. We have this excellent spice provider. Um, all of our spices are so great, so potent. You open up a bag in the kitchen, and the entire kitchen will just smell like whatever it is that you just opened up. It's amazing. Uh, we don't, I mean, I. These are my babies, so I could never skip on the quality for these. Where does um, where does green uh, peppercorn? I know I've seen. I mean, I've had them. But where do they come from? Oh my god, I have no idea. Because like telecherry peppers <laughs> are from India, right? Like, right. Yeah. So you like peppercorns like those, and like you know your basic peppercorns come from different places, but like I don't know where they come from. I have no idea. I wonder if they're just the berry before it's dried. It is. All peppers are berries. No, I mean <clears throat> the green. Oh, okay. Green. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I never, I'm, it's one of those things you keep meaning to look into and then you start a company and then you get, you have like a kid and then you're like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. I never did look into that, did I? Yeah. No, Put it no, back no, on my no. to-do list. I love that. Well, for those listeners who might know what green peppercorns are, just shoot us a note. <laughs> where are they going to go to do that at? Uh, designated Drinker Dodge Show. Yep. And give us a note and tell us where the hell the green peppercorns <clears throat> come from. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, uh, I guess I need a little more sugar in my throat. I don't know. So finally, it's the Spice Demerara. So we built this. This is, um, this Ooh, is all, <laughs> uh, this is all Demerara sugar, which is, um, <laughs> I closed it really tight because I didn't want it to leak all over my backpack. There we go. There we go. Uh, and I think I have hands. I, can, hands. I know I have strong hands. I'm like, I can get that one. Damn, you strong, girl. <laughs> yeah, not, not today, apparently. Uh, <clears throat> so demerara is, of course, just a fancy word for raw sugar. Uh, we add baking spices to it. Mm. A touch Ooh. of Szechuan peppercorns for that numbing effect. Some orange and some wild cherry bark. So we wanted it to have all of the great notes of an old-fashioned. So that all you needed to do was put two ounces of bourbon, a quarter ounce, or a bar spoon of that, <laughs> uh, a shake of bitters, and you'd be done. Yeah. Have you used that one before, Jean? Nope. 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 We only used one. We only had the one. Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah. we had the Olio, right? Yeah. yeah. Fashionista. And the Fashionola. Fashionola. Because. Fashionista. And then, and then. Good Lord. I mean, the Fashionola is very good. Thank you. Yeah, we have. I did not bring the Fashionola today. We are unfortunately. We've already used it in the cocktail on the show. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're okay with that. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, it's very. It's, you should be proud of your Fashionola. It's. I'm super proud of it. It is definitely a labor of love. We, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk? Let's talk about Fashionola because it's actually. Uh, it, it, it's from here. The syrup. I mean, it's, it is. It's a long lost <clears throat> syrup from Pat O'Brien's right up the street. Um, <laughs> When Pat O'Brien was trying to get rid of his rum reserve, he had his employees uh, make a cocktail. He had a cocktail competition for his employees, and the person who ended up winning was the person who invented the hurricane. And it was originally two different kinds of rum, a passion fruit-based tropical syrup uh, and lime. And it was known as Fashionola, and there were three different colors, and it was manufactured for a while. Uh, Jonathan English Company, I think, made it. And then they stopped manufacturing in the late 80s, early 90s, and said they had no intent to bring it back. Um, so we found this article online that Wayne Curtis wrote in 2016, I think, about, like, what's <coughs> Fashionella, and we read it. 
and I read the description of it, and I was like, a tropical fruit syrup. And I'm thinking about the really shitty hurricanes that we have now. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like Kool-Aid, basically, with rum in it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, there has to be a better way. And my partner, Max, said, oh, you know what? I think we could reverse engineer this. So we started researching it, and we came up with this, you know, plan of action with fresh pineapple mango passion fruit and hibiscus for the color. We knew we wanted the deep red color because you can't have, God forbid, you have a hurricane that's not bright red. Um, and yeah. then we, because we really love our farmers, and we're looking for a way to incorporate Louisiana produce, and we thought about this right about the time that Louisiana strawberry season came around. The Louisiana strawberries are phenomenal. They are so great. Uh, they're sweet and tiny and sometimes enormous. Uh, and we have this great farmer in Ponchatoula. Uh, her name is Heather. She's at John Dale's farm. And we started putting the strawberries in it with a little bit of like a touch of a lime oleo with the strawberries. And it was just beautiful. So we said, all right, I think we're on to something. Let's re-release it. And we had no idea it was going to become, like, we thought we might do one run of it and see how it went. And then, you know, if people didn't like it. Like, we did a switchel once. Nobody liked it. So, I mean, people liked it, but it just wasn't popular. Yeah. So we discontinued it. And we said, you know, we'll just try it out. We'll see what works. Um, it went gangbusters. It was enormous. We won the Garden and Gun Made in the South Award in 20, end of 2017. Wow. Uh, they, yeah, we won the drink comp or the drinks section, the drink competition. We beat out two distilleries and a brewery <laughs> with a non-alcoholic. It was insane. And then uh, that carried us and we were Garden and Gun Artist in Residence <coughs> not that long ago. I think in March or April of this year they invited us to their Palmetto Bluff Resort, uh, all because of Fashionola. We are the house that Fashionola built. Wow. <laughs> uh, but it's been wildly <clears throat> successful, and now it's in all of the Ruth's Chris nationwide. They have a hurricane on their menu with it. Um, and we it's been so popular that we've had to keep it in production year-round for bars and restaurants, although we only release it uh, for, you know, off-premise for liquor stores uh, and online. We only release it once a year sometimes twice a year sometimes if we get a really good crop we'll do it around christmas so do you like set i was gonna say you guys get strawberries almost year round don't you oh no no there's a season it starts in november <laughs> and it continues up until march so that's all the strawberries we get for the year that is insane because yeah. where we live in dc our strawberry season is about three weeks <laughs> yeah. so and dc strawberry i mean dc strawberries uh maryland virginia strawberries they're nice <laughs> oh my god! They, but they don't have that same no <laughs> uh, flavor. One thing, like I, I always tell everybody about your the down here, like your melons and um, berries, strawberries, anything like that, even cucumbers. Uh, where their water is, their water has a touch of salinity to it, and um, and you have um, uh, low sulfur. They have low sulfur here, mm -hmm. so you have these. You get very intensely sweet things. The yes, higher you, the higher your sulfur count. Like as you keep going north the more you get more like the bitterness and strawberries and things change that's why like um alpine strawberries thrive in the north so you got to like get into like that um white strawberry or something like that like mm -hmm. so it's it's beautiful here that like the cantaloupes here and the melons oh they're insane they're so fragrant i mean honey what's what's that one called the honey kiss melon it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's like a cantaloupe honeydew Hybrid. hybrid. They had gone on a date. Yeah. Yeah. The hybrid alligator team. mix. I have, no <laughs> I have no idea. It's kind of it's like trying to get that out. It's all in the musk melon family. Yeah, they're really living up to their name down here. They're very musky. Yeah. Yeah. 
in a good way. In, in a, a good, good way. In a good way, yeah. But I think that's, you know, that's why the southern palate tends to be, I think, a touch sweeter. Because we're so used to our produce being so sweet. Mm. That's and interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy, your tomatoes. We, I mean, yeah, we did invent sweet tea, so. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's true. It is Should true. we try the last one? Mm. Yeah. Last yeah, but yeah, not least. Yeah. I think it's going to be the one I want to, um, I don't know what I want to do. So, what are we trying? So this is our watermelon Thai basil. Uh, I'm super proud of this one. Uh, it's a twice processed and clarified watermelon with a yeah. touch of Thai basil and lime leaf in the back. Uh, all of our watermelons come from Petal, Mississippi. Uh, we have a farmer out there, uh, the Indian Springs Farmers Co-op. It is, he is amazing. We were basically buying out his fields for right now. Wow. Uh, but he has these melons. I wait for him every year <laughs> to do these. I will not buy any other melons because it was it was love at first sight with these melons. They're gorgeous. They're huge. You split them open. They smell like cucumber and flowers. Ooh. So cucumber and melons are related. They're in the same family. Oh, I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's what tubular. I, yeah, they're no. tubulars. Yeah. Um, but this guy's watermelons are a very specific breed and they're just so beautiful that we could taste the difference when we made it with something else. Gotcha. So now I wait for him every year. Uh, I love this. This is one of my favorite syrups. It doesn't really get a whole lot of play. We only do it July and August, but it's um, it's great. The Wynn actually in Las Vegas picked it up for their house margarita. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now that's smart too. I mean, there's so much going through my head right now. I don't know what I want to do. Um, <laughs> we are going to use that though. I think. I think. I love it when you stumper. <laughs> no, it's good. It's um. So there's a white. Um. And so I, I want to ask you about your process with that. You'd like to divulge all your secrets. Mm-hmm. When you clean your water, I mean, you could taste it. You're using it all the way down to the green, like mm-hmm. the whites and everything. Yeah. Because like that, um, there's a vegetal taste that happens with watermelon. And when you get that vegetal flavor, you, that's when you can use it the savory route mm-hmm. instead of making everything like the dessert route. Oh. And like you can taste, are you like, I don't want to like divulge your secrets, but are you like, <laughs> is there like a holding period on, oh, yeah. on the rind or something? Like, what do you, yeah, what do well, you, okay, so we don't cut all the rind off. That's, I think that's part of what you're tasting. Um, we and we let it sit. So basically, what we do, we break these watermelons down, and then we put them in a sugar bath. The same process that we use for the oleosaccharum. Put them in a sugar bath for about a week to just draw all that flavor out. But uh, so that's part of what you're tasting. The other part is these melons have a very distinct like cucumber flavor to them, wow. uh, and it's that's part of the vegetal. But that's why I liked it. I, I want that touch of vegetal in there. I don't want it to be just like straight up sugar bomb. Yeah, yeah. sugar bomb, saccharin, <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> it's delicious. And that Thai basil does a lot too to bring out that savory element. <sighs> I was gonna make you something, and now I don't want to make that anymore. And this is always my problem. Uh, this is always literally my problem of what I'm gonna do. So now she's got to decide. I'm, I, I think it's great that you've given her so many great options. She's not sure what she's going to do. That's right. That is a great thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing, right? I, I love was, playing stump the bartender. I was literally going to do an old-fashioned because I wanted to tell her how easy it is to make the old-fashioned uh-huh. with your products. And maybe we should do that and we do the watermelon. But this is delicious. Um, well, let's do that. So 
Talk about the old fashions. If you could, first of all, you can order this online, right? So oh yeah. Tell everybody. Tell everybody really get it. Uh, yeah, cocktailandsense.com. We actually sell a really cool three pack online only, and it comes with a fifty piece cocktail book. Uh, and we're on volume three of our cocktail book. We publish one every couple years, uh, and the volume three this time has a bunch of industry recipes in it. So it's just all of our bartender friends oh, nice. submitted all their recipes. So it's really cool. Yeah, so it's it's just a neat little thing you can get when you buy a three-pack. Nice. Yeah, I love that. So, <clears throat> so I think what we're going to do, make it just like super easy, just because I know I want to make a daiquiri or something. <laughs> I know. So I'm, as everybody doesn't know, when we were at Brennan's, so I'm cutting fruit on a table because I was not going to do this and I would have juiced it beforehand. But now <laughs> we're just going to go with it and everyone's yeah. going to accept it with their fate. Um, so we're going to uh, use about two ounces of um, fresh grape, pink grapefruit. And um, <clears throat> one thing that's really unique about the grapefruit down here is like, their pink grapefruit comes from Texas and it's delicious. It's true. Did you, did you not eat that? Yeah. What? I just think it's funny. Louisiana grapefruits come from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do, and they, something goes on there, and they produce this beautiful citrus. And huge. They're huge, and you can smell it, and the whole um, room right now is starting to waft with it. And it's just what it is. But we're going to do the watermelon. Now, I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not technically on the matchy-matchy, but right now I'm, like, I'm kind of torn between do we do a grapefruit, um, watermelon tie margarita, which I feel like that's what we should do. Oh, yeah. And we just go with it and then, you know, and then we just kick those back and you take a nap here with us. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's considering you're a total trooper because you've been like up all night working, so. <laughs> which is, you know, it's the, it's the nature of the beast. Gina, does it matter when you, when you, you specifically picked a pink grapefruit? Was it... Um, white grapefruits are really great using other things like in like lion tails, using mint with them, stuff like that. We are going a different route because we're going to complement um, what um, this syrup is. So she already has like the um, the, the secondary and the, and the third kind of flavor in there. So you have the watermelon, the Thai basil, now you have the fresh grapefruit. And we're going to use Espelon tequila. Um, Espelon's a really nice, uh, you know, Evenly cut uh, tequila is something that <clears throat> can be at the rail, on the rail at your home bar. Uh, you know, something approachable. Um, I don't think that you want to put anything too smoky with this, only because it's really beautiful. And if you're not careful, you're going to lose uh, that flavor. Um, so let's talk about the ratio. So we're doing. So we're going to do a two. So when you use grapefruit. Uh, it's a little bit different than a lime, so I would, I like to use a little bit more grapefruit juice, so I actually going to do uh, two ounces of grapefruit, and I put the skin in there as well, and we're going to shake with that, and then we're going to do one ounce of um, the, the watermelon syrup, and then two ounces of the tequila, because we are not using any sort of triple sec. Now, if you don't like it too sweet, three quarters of an ounce would be really nice, um, but we're going to try this, and maybe three quarters of an ounce would be the answer later, but... This is what we're doing today, right? Awesome. I think so. I think so. It smells delicious. I, I know. Bet. I'm just trying to remember. I put the tequila in here. And I shouldn't double it. What? <laughs> Did I put it in both? I'm not, I don't know. I don't think so. Did I? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or one of you are going to get really rocked, so good luck with that. 
Let it be me. Let it be me. I know, right? <laughs> Double. <clears throat> I need to get around you. So we're working around this club chairs and everything. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to actually move because I can't reach like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, can you just hold that out, please? Yeah. <laughs> Let's fix that. There we go. Yeah, that makes more sense, right? Like, why am I reaching over? Yeah. It's New Orleans. It's a humidity. I I know. My brain is like, um, Gina, what are you doing? I think it's the elevation for me. I don't know. The lack thereof? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you're just, you're just at, at parts of New Orleans are below sea level, right? Am I right? We are definitely, like, probably, if not below sea level, right at sea level right now. It's, it's, there's something about it. it makes you tired in like a good way like not in like uh, I'm you know tired of being here but like I'm just, just tired you yeah. such a good sound I love that sound yeah good ooh hit back in there <laughs> I always think it's interesting to watch different bartenders shake but they have such a, a finesse some really get into some of it almost seems like a dance it's almost like a They've got their own personal style. We used to call it a, the bartender mating call. <laughs> you know what they're doing with this thing? I know it's so much inertia. I'm like, trying to stick it really tight <laughs> and keep your arms at 90 degrees. And you get a really good shake and your tins are nice and cold. Are you doing your ergonomic shake? Yeah, I mean, I just do it because like, I like a really cold drink where other people will accept that the dance is better. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. I think Gina has many of times laughed at the way I shake. She's like, that's just not right. Louise is just not right. Like, I've I'm laughed trying, at everybody shake before, right? But that's part of the bartending. You get to make fun of people just a little when they're new. And then they get better than you, and you're like, well, I guess that's okay. I definitely made a double in the other one. So I'm going, <laughs> that's a double for sure. All right, we're gonna give this one because we know this one's right to our guest, and then y'all suffer through the other one. Now I'm just gonna so happy. Suffer through a double. Yeah, it's so hard to suffer through Gina's cocktails. It's it's a tough job, but somebody's gotta do it. Do you like when uh, people change your recipe? Like, so if you give them a suggestion and then they call with something else, are you like, oh, I love is that it. like something fun for you, or oh, is that? Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite part. Is actually when I do uh, work with when I go to a distributor and I go around town with them and work with the bartenders. I love seeing what they come up with. It's my favorite part of my job. They're, people are so insanely creative. And to me, I mean, I created these syrups and I had like a very specific application in mind. So to see what somebody else gets out of that exact yeah. same experience is like, it's fascinating to me. Like you've inspired them. Sure. Yeah. Well, they inspire me way more than I inspire them, I'll tell you that. Do you think, um do you have people ever ask you for something specific and then you're like, you just make it for them because like, they've like given you something? I do, actually. Um, we started doing a custom syrups program because people in Vegas just wanted such odd things. And they say, oh, oh do you make a cucumber syrup? And I'd say, no, I definitely do not make that. But I could. Like, we have great cucumbers. We were just talking about them earlier. Oh, thank you. Look how pretty. Yeah, That's so beautiful. Just a little cutie. I was going to put the time in there and then I said, self... Does it need time when it's got beautiful basil? No, it does not smell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never speak like that. It's just <laughs> I could just see what? Oh, my God. I'm so okay. 
Where's my trash bag? Okay. Pick one, pick one, pick one. This one. We're done. Um, this one will be for you, Louise. Hold wonderful. <clears throat> Too sweet. It's Tell us. No, it's gorgeous. Okay. I love it. Yeah, it's like grapefruit. I love that you put that uh, um, whole grapefruit in there with the skin. It's really coming through. You need, I think, you know, I think the one, you can tell when people buy juice and then people juice it because of the oil. I mean, you can't, there's a difference. And you know, your bartenders may hate juicing it on the juicer or hand squeezing stuff, but it's, it's always worth it. Wait, what's the saying? You know, juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> Isn't that it? Isn't that it? It is it, right? I like that one. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Well, if it isn't, it is now. Right? Sorry, let me just take a second. That's okay. It's going to be I'm well navigating my I'm navigating my chess table. I feel like I just um, made a, uh, a, <clears throat> a turn. I don't know. Thank I don't know chess terms. What is it? Like, <laughs> I mean to your work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she is actually, folks, it's a, it's a nice chess table. Is her uh, bar today. And a cheers, ladies. Oh, cheers. cheers. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Well, ours is a double. How's your double? (laughs) I'm going to try this one. It's actually diluted it because it's less. How many of these are we using It's four ounces. (laughs) Four ounces. Two two ounces. Ooh, yeah. Right? Ooh, that's nice, though. I would still drink that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm turning it down. Yeah. (laughs) Well, first of all, I have amazing products in there. So we have your syrup. We have Espelon. We have... Everything is really good. We have beautiful pink um, grapefruits. I mean, yeah. how can you go wrong? And we're sitting here at Brennan's. I know. I know. Okay. And then we have a couch, so we can take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch out. Yeah. <laughs> start knocking. Let me start knocking. Hello. I have, I have never <laughs> taken a nap at Brennan's. That should probably be on my New Orleans bucket list. We do it right now. Take a nap at Brennan's. <laughs> what are you thinking? So before we go to sleep here, folks, I want to make sure you know where to go to get this recipe. And, of course, we're going to have some hot links there, so you make sure you can find out exactly where you get cocktails and suns on, on the intranets. And where are we going to send them to? Uh, designateddrinker.show. One more time. Designateddrinker.show. So you're going to go there and get all of Gina's <clears throat> tips and how-tos. And, again, we're going to give you a hot link that sends you right to cocktails and suns so you, can too, can have this amazing product in your home bar and make these amazing cocktails because you guys definitely want this one. Yeah. I'm not sharing this one. We have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So everybody has a way to define themselves by a spirit animal and they really identify with like the monarch butterfly, right? What What's a way that you identify with your spirit ingredient? Now, it doesn't have to be spirited. It could be just spirit. Like what, what defined you? Oh, that's really interesting. Um... Rum, actually, it's it's just straight up. It's rum. So I'm I'm half Cuban, no. And my family owned a sugarcane plantation in Cuba, which is and I've always so I've always been tied to sugarcane. So I mean, it now That's I do I do something a little different with it now, but uh, but I've always I've always loved, I know I've always loved rum, um, but I really think it's like a and it's not for everyone obviously and somebody always has a bad story about it but that's you know that's just yeah. it's just like me <laughs> I may not be for everyone and somebody probably has a really bad story that they could tell you about me but um, but at the end of the day yeah it's just a it's classic and it's also I mean living in a tropical climate I think rum is really it hits the spot nice. especially in the summer 
So yeah, I really identify with it. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, cheers, ladies. Cheers. Let's cheers. take our nap now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll cheers. One more time. One more time. All right. Sorry, I missed the That's cheers. That's okay. Sorry about that. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.